I am unwilling to give up, that I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out, knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control, control, control. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders, We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show, and I am so, so thrilled to have my next guest here with an amazing, amazing product and company. But first, let's talk about her. Marina Kadekel is the founder of Hugamoles. And if you have not heard of Hugamoles, you absolutely need to learn all about her founding story and get a Hugamole immediately. So one of the Hugamoles. We'll talk about all the different ones, but they are so, so, so awesome. Marina is the founder of Hugamoles, which, as I mentioned, is a stuffed animal, a weighted stuffed animal for kids and adults that hugs you back. And it's at a time, of course, when we could all use a hug or two. Hugamoles has scaled, is a great, great hit, and such an amazing, amazing gift, by the way, if we're getting ready for the holidays coming up soon. So if you don't know what to purchase for somebody, it's such a great opportunity to do that with Hugamoles. So consumers have highlighted that it lowers stress, increases calm, and helps with sleep while combining the emotional support and portability of a favorite stuffed animal. But more importantly, her fascinating backstory of being a longtime health journalist who became fascinated with the science of weighted pressure and how it triggered a relaxation response was really what triggered her to decide to be super crazy courageous and start Hugamoles and just so she could make everybody a lot more happy and healthy. So I love, love, love that story. So can't wait to speak with Marina about her entrepreneurial journey. So without further ado, welcome, Marina. Thank you so much, Kara, for having me. I feel like we don't have to do the podcast. That was like a perfect intro and you you covered it. I'm so honored to be here. I, I love this podcast. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you. Well, okay. So I always ask this question at the beginning. So when you're describing Hugamoles, how do you describe it to friends who ask you? Um, well, the most basic way is to say that they are a weighted stuffed animal. They're for kids and adults because people always assume, you know, stuffed animal, maybe just for kids. Don't know. Not sure. I kind of want it. But is it just for kids? It's not. I actually created them for me and we can get into that later. But it's a weighted stuffed animal um, that's weighted throughout the body. So it feels like it's hugging you back and it combines the physical relaxation effects of a weighted blanket, that deep touch pressure with the emotional connection um, of a favorite stuffed animal. And it's portable and it's washable, which a lot of weighted blankets um, are not. So it kind of solves a problem that I was seeing. You were not in the toy industry. You were not in the stuffed animal industry. We briefly talked about you were uh, a journalist and really focused on 
health and wellness, uh, the former chief content officer at Thrive and editor at Women's Health, Cosmo and Glamour. Amazing, amazing background. But did you always know that you were going to go and start your own company or start a physical goods company? Uh, no, not even close. Um, so, you know, I'd always had a little bit of an entrepreneurial streak years ago. I had started before newsletters really blew up when they were just starting. I had a newsletter um, called Underrated where I would interview creatives, you know, notable actors, authors, singers about the underrated products and places that they were not paid to endorse that they loved. And so I did that for a while, but it always got really hard with a full-time job to, you know, give the side hustle the life that it needed. So I shut that down. But no, the answer is no. You know, I, I always, you know, as you said, I was a journalist. I focused on health, mental health, women's health, as well as, you know, workplace culture, careers, at Cosmo, I edited the the love and relationships section for four years. So I've really covered a lot of a lot of ground as a journalist. And the idea for Hugmoles really came about out of a personal need. And basically, I was having a lot of an- anxiety induced insomnia at one point. And um, you know, like a lot of people, I was my mind was racing, and I just could not fall asleep at night. And you know, I had been very interested in the science of weighted pressure, even before weighted blankets sort of emerged out of the special needs market and went mass um, a few years ago. And now everybody knows what a weighted blanket is, but there was a time when no one really knew about it, except, um, you know, occupational therapists and people who worked with those on the autism spectrum and with sensory processing disorder, that kind of thing. So I called in a weighted blanket and I loved it, but it got really hot at night. And so I ended up finding myself kicking it off in the middle of the night and my mind would start spiraling again. And, and here I was again. The only thing that helped me fall asleep, and this is going to sound really ridiculous, was the weight of my partner, Mike's arm across me. Um, and we were, I was doing that for a while. And he was like, you have to find another way. This is only comfortable for one of us and, and not the other one. Um, How often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning, too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. 
no English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long-term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is the Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, the Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is Super well done, I think. It makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of The Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for The Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. And so, and I knew that, and I started researching other weighted modalities in the market. And so I saw, you know, weighted vests, weighted lap pads, and some weighted plush um, still mostly used uh, in within, you know, special needs patients, but I didn't find anything that I'd want. And I was really surprised, you know, the ones I saw were pretty cheaply made. They were only weighted in the middle, not throughout the body. And there's nothing that I I'd want in my apartment that would look good, that was beautifully yeah. designed, basically. So I couldn't find one. And I searched far and wide. I would go to Toy Fair as a journalist to see if the biggest toy companies 
plush companies were making anything like this. And when I was going, uh, it was a bit before the pandemic. And, you know, I was a health journalist. So I'd heard these, you know, skyrocketing statistics of anxiety and mental health issues and kids and adults. I'd heard the experts, please, like we need to, we need to focus on this. But um, the toy industry at the time uh, was very, very focused on STEM toys, which is also very important, but I couldn't find anything uh, for social emotional, you know, kind of the world. So I was like, you know, nobody's making it. Let me just make a prototype and see. And that's, that's how I started. That's wild. What were like some of the biggest challenges? So of course you had this idea to start the company. What was the first thing that you did? Well, I found a prototype maker. I just, I didn't know how to do any of this. I, I knew nothing about the toy industry. Um, and it was also like, an, it's an interesting product because as I said, you know, it's for kids, but it's also for adults. So, you know, I started with a lot of research. I researched, um, I interviewed a lot of doctors, therapists, occupational therapists, pediatricians, just to like nail down, what should the weight be? What should the facial expression be? What should the colors be? Um, again, my um, nerdy journalist side came out full force. Um, I love it. And uh, so, you know, at first uh, I wanted to license the idea because I always had full-time jobs. Again, never thinking I would be a founder. Um, and I, I ended up licensing it. Um, this was in February, 2020, um, right before the pandemic. It was at the toy fair about three weeks before the Javits Center became a COVID hospital um, in New York City. And I licensed it and the company I licensed it to helped me make this beautiful product, which, you know, again, very research backed, very attention to detail. We had this beautiful thing. Um, and then that company got bought by another company that didn't put out any physical products. So they, you know, were very apologetic and they were like, we love this, but we can't do anything with it. Here is, you know, here's your inventory. Um, and that was maybe the biggest challenge, the biggest decision I've ha ever had to make because, you know, I had basically two choices. I could take this product I really believed in um, and throw them in the ocean because I never started a company like this before, or I could launch them on my own and start a company and become a founder. And I ended up choosing the latter um, for a lot of thought, but really what put me over the edge was we did a pre-launch pilot in children's hospitals around the country. So the Toy Foundation got wind of Hogamoles and they wanted to partner to test them. And I was like, yes, I, I want to test the efficacy. I want to get them to kids who really need these hugs. Um, and it's a therapeutic product, not just a toy. So I was really excited. And the feedback from hospitals was unanimously positive. Some of them reordered a big children's hospital in uh, Miami now uses Hogamoles as a standard response tool for kids who need extra comfort I and support. Um, and so that feedback had already come in and I'd seen the effect and I just couldn't, I couldn't not do it. Um, so, you know, I, I kept my job for as long as I, as I could, um, cause I loved that too. And then it was just, I knew it was just time and, and I had to launch and it just felt like jumping off, you know, a, the highest diving board there was, cause I didn't know where I would land. Can we talk about notifications for a second? Who actually leaves those sounds on anymore? Well, besides this one. That's another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere, whether your business is vintage teas or hint water. Shopify makes it possible for businesses to connect with their consumers. 
Shopify powers millions of businesses from first scale to full scale by helping them set up their online store in the vibe they want. You can sell products, gain new customers, and get the data you need to operate your business in a simple and fast way. And with Shopify, you can synchronize your online and in-person sales and view all your sales metrics in one place. You can reach your customers through tons of social media platforms as well, like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram through Shopify's growing suite of social media channels. Shopify has all the sales channels sorted so your business keeps growing from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform too. And if you're looking for a solution that has great customer service support, well, Shopify has that as well. Their team is always super helpful answering any questions that I've had in growing my business. Their team really makes you feel like they have your success in mind. Join me and millions of other businesses on Shopify today and take your business to the next level. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash Kara, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kara to start selling online today. That's shopify.com slash Kara. Let's talk about growth. You probably started your business because you saw an opportunity in the market. And now, well there might be an opportunity for even more growth. You wanted to be CEO, not the tech support or receptionist, and especially not the person your customers reach out to. That's not great for them. It's not great for you. And it's definitely not great for growth. We're 24-7 in touch. We'll focus on your customer experience so you can focus on growth. We'll help optimize the business so you can grow the business. We'll develop tailored solutions that deliver strong and consistent performances that will take your business to the next level. We partner with leading global brands, and we'd love to partner with you too. Visit letstalkintouch.com to learn more. So you knew nothing about the physical goods. You had interviewed a lot of people who had done this. How did you, and of course, this is right in the middle of the pandemic uh, that you're trying to get the word out about Huggamos. Like, how did you get the word out? And you mentioned some of the hospitals that you obviously had distribution partnerships with along the way, but like, how? what did you do? I mean, when you were starting this company, what were some of the first things that you started to think about when you wanted people to know that you were doing it? That's a really, that's a really great question. I got um, a great group of sales consultants, a company who work in the toy industry, um, which again, I was an outsider of, they sort of helped me launch on Amazon. They helped me launch in, uh, in small specialty retailers across the country. So I knew like I needed to get the nuts and bolts, like I needed to launch <laughs> um, and, I, yeah. and I didn't know how. So I got some good people uh, in my corner. And then my focus was, as you said, getting the word out because I knew I had a, a really wonderful product that was helping people, but nobody had heard of it. And it's sort of like other weighted plush are out there. They're different um, in, in many ways. They're not, you know, machine washable. Their weight is not distributed throughout the body. They're, you know, the facial expressions aren't as thoughtful. Huggables don't have smiles and that's on purpose. So you can feel any emotion um, and in a no judgment zone and not have something, you know, smiling back at you when you're not feeling um, happy. So I knew I had something better and I also knew nobody knew of this and I had to get the word out. And that's, that's sort of, you know, people say, 
you're not going to know. And I've talked to so many founders because it, it is so isolating sometimes, as you, I'm mm-hmm. sure, know. Launching something, being a solo founder, uh, a solo woman founder. And so I've, I've been reaching out. People have been connecting me with other founders. I've been learning from them. Um, and it's it's a lot of them say, focus on what you know is a strength of yours because you can't do everything, even though you might want to. Um, so I really, really focused on, I didn't hire a PR company. I just did it myself. Um, and in my, you know, 20 years in the media world, I had built friends and contacts, you know, at places. And even if I didn't know someone at a certain publication, I, I could, you know, figure out how to get to them. So it was really like crafting the story of the brand and the mission, which is to help bring comfort to and ease anxiety and all kinds of people at a time when the world is stress- more stressful than ever with a science product. Um, that's also adorable. I do say so myself. Um, so I really focused on that because I knew I had to get the brand equity. I had to get the name out there and I had to get people sort of knowing what Huggables were. So I just focused night and day on, you know, pitching it, trying to figure out where, you know, who might cover it, how they might cover it. Um, and that's been such a, such a joy to see, you know, the press as well as customers, but, you know, the press really, uh, it really resonating with them. And, you know, we won people's worth the hype, the products worth the hype and good housekeeping's best toy awards. And, um, some others are coming and, and that's been really wonderful. And what's also been great is seeing the toy industry embrace this product because, you know, I, I was an outsider and it's a very close knit yeah. community. Um, and I've gotten to know a lot of leaders and, um, you know, companies from going to these toy trade shows. I launched Huggables at one um, and so on. And they've really embraced it to the point where the Toy Association um, Huggables was nominated for a Toy of the Year Award three months after launching. Up against the biggest names in toys and in, in plush. And I knew, you know, the nomination was was really special. Like, I, I you know... Uh, for a new product and the first weighted plush ever to be nominated for a Toy of the Year award. That's amazing. That, that Congrats. Kind of keeps me up. Thank you. That is totally amazing. Well, I think it really sort of leads to the next question, which is, you're still smiling. I know this is not an easy thing to be doing. What do you love most about being a founder entrepreneur, but also one that is a mission-driven one, right? That you're you are clearly... You've got consumers, you've got people telling you that this is helping, right? Like, it's a powerful thing. I always say to people that having launched a mission-driven company, I don't know that I could ever go and do anything else. Like, I could work in other industries, but it's to actually have that consumer feedback to say thank you and you're being helpful, whether you're working for a for-profit company or a non-profit company, it's really powerful and it's hard to describe it to people you know, when I was working in media, I didn't get that kind of feedback from consumers. They wouldn't write to say, you've changed my life like this. And and I would imagine you're getting very, very similar. Yeah. Yeah. And as you said, you know, being a first time founder, it is, it's so much harder than I even thought it would be. That sort of founder roller coaster is real. Any given week, something great will happen and something terrible will happen. And you just have to like figure out how to live in between those and, and not live and die with, with that roller coaster. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you said it, Kara, what I love most is hearing how, how much this product is helping. And I don't know that I could do it without that mission. I, I really can't. Um, we just got 
another big reorder from a nonprofit we work with. Um, this nonprofit works adjacent with the FBI, and they've been seeing a lot of success using Huggables as a tool to comfort child and teen victims of traumatic crimes being investigated by the FBI. And when I heard that they were using them for that reason, I just, I mean, I got goosebumps and, and knowing that it's working and it's helping and they're, uh, they're reordering. Um, and now, you know, they're going to be used um, another organization that works with foster siblings who've been separated um, and are living wow. in different homes. And they want to give huggables to each of the siblings. So they'll be hugging the same thing at the same time. So not only will it, you know, the physical, you know, calming, anxiety relieving um, properties of the deep touch pressure, but like knowing their sibling is having, this, you know, it, 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 that really is uh, what makes, what makes all the, the hard stuff worth it for hard me. Um, and I've always been sort of, it's a reason I got into journalism um, in the first place and, you know, covering mental health and in particular, I wanted to, you know, growing up, um, my family um, is immigrants. Uh, we moved from Russia. I came to the States when I was two and mental health was just not discussed in the family. And I'm sure a lot of people, immigrants or not have, have this experience, but it was just, you know, if you're not bleeding or dying, like you're fine, pick yourself up. What are you crying about? You know, that kind of idea. And, and they did the best they could, but it, it, I, I wanted more information. And so that's why I got into journalism. I would read these, you know, like teen magazines being like, well, what are they saying? Like, are, are my questions normal? Um, and so that led me down that path. It was all I ever wanted to do was be a magazine editor. And, and I was lucky enough to be able to do it for many years. But, um, you know, I remember 10 or so years ago, I was an editor at Glamour and I wrote a piece about kidney donation chains, which were still new. So I followed this um, altruistic donor, this woman who just decided to donate her kidney to a stranger. And she did not know until I called her and told her, nobody had told her because these were new. She started a donation chain that saved 11 people's lives. It was about 23 people long. Um, and so we got all the people together that we could for a photo shoot. And it was this incredible story. And I, I got my first taste of, you know, I'd gotten letters before, oh, like, you, you know, your articles helped me. But we got multiple letters from readers saying they decided to donate a kidney either to a friend or to a stranger because of reading that. And that was sort of, I was bitten. <laughs> I was like, yeah. That's amazing. You, know, you have the power to help people's lives for the better, whether it's normalizing mental health issues or introducing them to, you know, options for that, how they can help people or now with Huggamoles, like physically helping them, you know, relax. It's hard. Like you said, it would be hard for me to do something that didn't have that kind of mission. Yeah. No, that is, that is just so, so true. So people always think like, oh, you know, Marina's just snapped her fingers and it, she just made it happen. Of course, she's worked in, you know, for Thrive. She's done Glamour. She's done lots of different great uh, things in her life. Um, so she just knows what she's doing most of the time. But I'm sure along the way, you've hit some challenges where you've been thinking, okay, I don't know how I'm going to make this one work out, but yeah. I've got to figure out how to move forward. Can you share what one of those challenges was uh, along the way and, and what lesson you learned? Yeah. You know, being new to this kind of business, um, I, you know, at the beginning, I have to say, Huggins have only been out in the market for five months. <laughs> so it's very, very new. But even before launch at the beginning, I had some advisors that um, I really trusted 
Um, they, you know, worked at, you know, major toy companies before they, you know, are embedded the toy industry. And, you know, I knew in my gut that they were steering me down a direction I was not comfortable with, but I didn't feel confident enough yet. And, and sometimes I still, but I, I don't feel, I didn't feel comfortable that uh, with the industry um, to stop it. And it really became a situation that took, you know, months to dig myself out of. And it was something where I was like, I'm not embedded in this industry. I haven't founded a company before, but my gut is telling me like, this is not the right fit. Like, don't do this. Um, and it ended up, you know, kind of not working, exploding, set back the launch um, several months. And I just, I think about that a lot. And it, you know, there is something to be said about like, you know, your product or brand or, you know, whatever it is you're trying to put out into the world, you know, how you want it to be, how you want to position it. And that's one thing I did have, like I, the telling the brand story, you know, as a journalist, it, it just wasn't a fit where they were taking it. And I, and I, I just felt cornered and like, I had to listen to them. Um, and it ended up, you know, shooting, shooting myself and the company in the foot for a bit. So what did you ultimately do to get, to get out of that? Um, there was a deal that was, you know, in the works. And when that deal went, uh, fell through, which, you know, at first I was upset about, and then I was really happy because I realized like, good, I can take this back and I can start over and I can launch it the way that I want, I wanted to. So I ended up finding, you know, um, some other partners, uh, to work with who listened more. And I felt like maybe yeah, got, yeah. got it better, uh, what I was trying to do. So it, it was ultimately like a mistake. Um, you know, it really time-wise, it set the launch back a long time, but like just step one foot in front of the other, I had to like kind of one step at a time, dig myself out of, out of that situation and, and launch the way I wanted to. And so do you think the lesson learned is kind of trust your gut um, and, you know, and not sort of go along with, you know, oh, we know what we're doing. We're experienced. Uh, what, yeah. what do you think are like the key things? It sounds so cliched, right? Like <laughs> trust your gut. Like at this point, totally. it feels like it's, you know, over you very cliched, but honestly, yes. I mean, I, I knew it. And also I didn't trust my, um, my own capability to steer myself and my new company in the right direction. I, I, it's not that I didn't trust my gut, but I also didn't trust in myself enough. And I should have done that mm -hmm. knowing even if I didn't know the ins and outs of this industry and this kind of company, you know, this wasn't feeling right. And I could figure out how to make it right. And at that moment, I didn't think I could. And I was just listening to someone else, you know, who I thought, oh, you know, they have more experience and they know best. And it, it wasn't, it, it didn't work out that way. So I should have trusted in myself, in my own ability to at least figure it out. Mm -hmm. well, yeah. And I always think like, as, as to coin uh, Steve Jobs saying, like the dots eventually connect. Like, I always think that there are lessons in our life that um, are being placed in our life that are painful, um, but but they're not going to kill us. Right. And and we got our way out of it. And now, I mean, I think back on you know, challenging situations that I've had that I don't want to go through those things again, but they've, uh, they've, they've really forced me to think about trusting my gut. Like I, I'm a huge today, trust my gut on people on, yeah. uh, 
lots of different things because of the challenging times and the mistakes that I've made along the way. So I think it's a it's a really um you know, I'm I'm grateful in some bizarre way for some of those um yeah. moments that really were sleepless nights, anxiety, all of those things cost me money, uh, whatever those things are. But I think that they are placed in our life for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. Another lesson I, I've been learning, you, you reminded me of it when you're talking about, you know, people and trusting people. It's not about trusting, but a theme that I've been coming back to again and again is is sort of this theme of, of weak ties. You know, there's been research about how weak ties are often much better for your career, but it's not just career. I looked into it. It's your your well-being, your sense of belonging, connectedness, even, you know, your ability to innovate. And that's something that launching a new company, I've learned that, you know, the people that you think are going to like be your biggest supporters and help you the most might not be the people who actually are your biggest supporters and help you the most. And I, I found that so interesting, um, you know, and there's so many people who have come back in, in my life that I thought I'd never talk to again, or I lost touch with or whatever. And they've come out and, and I've done this for people too. So I shouldn't have been so surprised, but they've come out and offered support in so many different ways. It's just, you know, underscoring that the weak ties thing, but also, I don't know what it is. It's almost like a nostalgia thing too. Like people from my past that I was just having lunch with a former coworker today, Wendy, she's the editor and, and Wendy Noggle's the editor in chief of people now. And we worked at Glamour together and she's like a huge supporter and, you know, so many other people are. It's just so interesting. And I don't know if you found this, Kara, that like the, the people you think you're going to count on are not necessarily those people. Yeah, no, I, I have totally found that. When you're going through a time, too, where you're sort of seeking, you have to be open to these other relationships and don't be afraid to like reach out to the weak connections that are out there that maybe you met that you think like, oh, well, that may not be exactly the connection, but they may lead me down or or maybe they don't lead you anywhere, but they help you think about something that you should have thought of before, right? Like, oh, gosh, I didn't realize that that person that I used to work with is now uh, working at Amazon. Maybe I should reach out to them and just, you know, connect with them and just see if I'm you know, using best practices, whatever that is, that's what I found. All the connections eventually connect together. And it's it's not it's so intuitive for me because I'm I'm sort of that kind of person that's like, I'll do it myself. I'm not going to ask for yeah. help. Um, you know, I don't want to bother anyone, you know, and I've learned that is not the, the way. And like people will connect me to other founders. And, and now I know, like, even if I don't know what the connection really is, I'm going to take the call and I'm going to learn from this person. And I'm going to be grateful that they're, you know, spending time talking about their own experience with me. Um, another thing that's been hugely helpful, you know, on a, from a business sense, but also emotionally as I start something completely new to me. I love it. Well, I still see you smiling. And I know, like I said, this is not an easy thing. You, no. you definitely are on a learning curve and you're scaling a business and doing all the right things. So it's really exciting. And I'm really proud and inspired by watching you and and your journey. So likewise, thank you. Well, we'll have everything in the show notes, but thank you so much, Marina, for talking to us and sharing your journey and your story. Really, really excited that you're doing what you're doing. 
Thanks all for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And I want to thank all of our guests and our sponsors. And finally, our listeners. Keep the great comments coming in. And one final plug, if you have not read or listened to my book, Undaunted, please do so. You will hear all about my journey, including founding, scaling, and building the company that I founded, Hint. We are here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and goodbye for now. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, but achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Order your copy today at undauntedthebook.com and learn how to look your doubts and doubters in the eye and achieve your dreams. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free case of Hint Water. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Send me a tweet at Kara Golden and let me know. And if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Golden. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.